I really wish you can listen to music on stream again. I mean, as much as I appreciate and love the these stream beats, like before, before going live on stream, I was listening to uh, the weekend, getting some weekend in, and uh, usually if I have my TV on back there, I'll always be playing music from um, the YouTube colors. I love them. I like how they um, I like how they kind of find up and coming new artists and just put it out there. They haven't had a new video in a while though. When's the last when's the last video they made? Two weeks ago. Oh they have one Coming out tomorrow. Adeline. Adeline? Adeline. Hmm. I like how every year they have a new, like, the. Not theme, but different uh, feel, right? They change their logo. Um, well, that's about it. They change their logo. <laughs> um. So I know the new year has started. And, um, this morning I woke up with a pretty bad migraine. Not concerned. <laughs> uh, so the play button on my keyboard paused Spotify, but also played something on YouTube. I don't know. I'm going to exit that. Um... Yeah, so I woke up with a migraine this morning, and uh, I usually always get a migraine after I smoke too much weed. Um, and that's that's something I'm trying to solve this year is how do I. Okay, so first of all, let's start with I smoke, right? So because I get depressed um, and I have anxiety and I have bad social, I'm bad at being social, um, I feel way more comfortable being by myself like physically by myself but then I I think it's cause I like being with someone or people but in the sense that like I just like being there with someone like if I were to have a partner 
um, she would have to be okay with uh, us just not talking, I guess. If I'm just there physically with her, I'm okay. You know, like, obviously I'll, I'll have conversations and stuff like that, but if... Actually, I don't know. I haven't had a serious girlfriend in since 2017. And that one only lasted for about three months. Um, but it's like whenever I do have a relationship, I I tend to commit really hard at the beginning I think um it's funny because I, I showed my friend um this little sort of vlog podcast thing that I started and the first one he saw was crushes that crush and he said the next topic I should talk about is relationships so I guess I'll I'll do relationships um my relationships with the past girls that I've been with have been all over the place. I have been with girls that I thought I liked. I have been with girls that I do not like. That I have no chemistry with. And then I've had girls that... I really want to be with and I mess it up really bad because I committed too fast. Um I've <laughs> I've been around the block, let's say that. Uh the Navy out of the Navy back in LA. So I mean, I had my fun. I've had some fun. Um, but I think I'm at the age where, you know, I mean, I still want to have fun, obviously, but I want to have fun with someone significant. I guess that's why they call it a significant other. Um, but then again, I don't want any pressure of that other person like needing to commit to me because I I hate the idea. Well, I don't hate it. I guess I we're living in a time where you don't necessarily need to commit to someone, I think, for someone to be happy cuz before it was like the only way you were happy is if you had a wife or a husband and a family, right? That's like the the old American way, you know? And now it's kind of like everyone is just trying to find happiness on their own because if you're depending on someone else for your own happiness, um, that's that's a lot of dependency that you don't need in your life because let's say 
okay, in my experience, most of the relationships I had, um, it's like I, I told them like I am happy when I'm with you, right? But then when I'm not with them, I'm not happy at all. So, and the problem with that is, is that in order for me to be happy, I would have to be with them almost all the time. And I know some people would like that. Some some of the girls I've been with, like they they appreciate that I text them, you know, a couple of times a day, or I'd rather spend my day with them uh, than to be by myself. So, and in my case, that doesn't work out for me because, like I said before, then I would just concentrate on making them happy because if I'm with them and making them happy, that would make me happy. But then again, if I go home and I, I drop them off or something, and I'm by myself again. I'm just basically back at square one. So trying to find someone who matches your lifestyle is difficult because because of social media and you know mostly just because of social media you you have these expectations already of someone like you they have to fit into a certain mold right the the mold of social media like they have to do cute things all the time like I guess in social media, sometimes it does. It doesn't show all the negative things, right? Because if I've experienced this before in one of my relationships where it seemed like everything was good, we never got into an argument. We never had any sort of um, adversity towards each other. And the thing you realize about that is um, it just kind of means you don't care as much. As, as weird as that sounds like, you don't care about their well-being. You don't care about their uh, their uh, impact on your life. Right, and it's just like they're they are just there, and it's good. There's this, there's this ratio. I think I was reading before. It's like a, it's a one to five ratio or whatever with your partner. Let me see if I can find out. One to five ratio happiness, something like that. Um, the magic relationship ratio, five to one. So the five to one or one to five really is like for every one negative thing, there needs to be five positive things. And but that one negative thing 
could be anything. Like, let's say you're having a conversation with your person, your significant other, and they eye roll, right? That's one negative thing. Um, as long as there's five other happy things that happen in that conversation, like a smile, uh, an accepting nod, or you, you know, I'm so, like something good, just like you're holding hands. That's a good significant sign of physical touch, and you're maintaining eye contact, and you're actively listening. Right, that's five good things versus that one eye roll. It kind of um, it's it weirdly balances it out, right? But let's say you're in that conversation and she does an eye roll and she does that, the, the lip smacking thing and then, or, you know, and that's two to five. That, that already like kind of throws things off balance. And so you got to, once you realize, you see those two negative things, you're like, oh shit, you got to do more to make that ratio up so now it has to be 10 to 2 and so on and so on as long as it's 5 to 1 then supposedly it's good I'm I'm trying to think of like the times where it's like that and you can't really remember all the negative things because if you do remember all the negative things then uh, that's not good you want to remember more of the positive things and I think in most of my relationships, they have been, well, the ones that didn't work were probably off balance. And finding out how to balance those with this ratio uh, I think is what is going to help. So remember that. I don't know if it's how scientific it is. Well, this is right here. The magic relationship ratio, according to science, is 5 to 1. And it's supposed to improve all your relationship. But let's say it doesn't even have to be romantic. It could be your friendship, right? Like, so this year I'm trying to open up to my friends more. I'm... I've spent way too long closing everyone out because I feel like I can deal with things on my own. And that is sort of a one-to-one ratio, which is already really bad, right? Because I'm expecting to do things on my own, but I'm also expecting someone else to care about me. Um, but no, like you have to send positive stuff towards them so they can send positive stuff for towards you. So then that one time that you want to be selfish, at least there are five other times that you were selfless. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. You just have to think about how your, how your life pertains to that ratio I think I I want to try it right I'm trying that with myself first 
trying to have five positive things for every one negative thing. Like, okay, today was negative so far. I woke up with a crazy migraine because I smoked too much weed last night. Um, or, or that could be an example, right? Last night, I smoked a lot of weed. I got really fucking high, and it was nice. Right, I enjoyed my time. I listened to music. I was in the fucking zone. I was vibing. Um, and that's kind of like a couple positive things that happened. Um, I I fell asleep sort of early. I got kind of good sleep, but then I woke up with a fucking crazy migraine, and that migraine is not just. It might seem like it's one negative thing that happened, but it took over my whole morning, right? So that couple hour or like, I don't know, three hours-ish last night of having a good time versus having kind of weird sleep and then waking up with the crazy headache for four hours it doesn't it doesn't balance out right so I think I might have to either lower my consumption of weed or just stop in general but I think lowering it might be harder than stopping because I've said it before I have a problem with indulging like, whenever I have a good thing, I have too much of it. Because I'm so used to having so much negativity. And it goes back to the ratio again. Like, let's say, I don't know, I'm having a fucking shitty day. And, like I said, my my dad brings home pizza. I'm going to eat that whole pizza to try to make up for the whole day, right? But then I feel like shit after eating the whole pizza. So... It's just it's just adding more, and you have to figure out ways, other ways of making you uh, have a better ratio. Um, like every whenever now, I just realized like so before this, I was practicing the piano for like half an hour, and I had a crazy migraine, right? But I was like, you know, let me just play the piano because sometimes music um, has a has a positive impact on me, and like, especially if I'm playing the music, um, it gets my my fingers working, it gets my endorphins going. So after practicing for half an hour, my migraine sort of went away. And then I cracked open a Pepsi Zero. I'm just kidding. Um, and maybe the caffeine in the Pepsi and the music kind of uh, helped me get over this migraine. Like, I still feel the residual migraine, but um, it's better. I could stream. I didn't want to stream earlier, but then I decided, you know, like I feel good enough and I kind of want to just talk a little bit. So here I am. Um, what did I start out talking about? I th- 
What was I talking about? Giving up weed? I only started smoking weed last year in March, right? So the, basically at the beginning of the pandemic. Mostly because I started watching Joe Rogan Experience. And I watched him almost every episode from then on until he went to Spotify. And I kind of like, I mean, I'm happy. Like, I don't even know him. But I'm happy for him that, you know, he got a great deal. And he took this podcast from nothing seven years ago to a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify now seven years later like that's amazing and it goes to show just like sometimes you just have to keep moving and not um expect an outcome like that because if you I, I've I've had this problem where I guess what the word is I'm a perfectionist and a perfectionist is someone who like they won't do anything unless they know the outcome is beneficial right and people who have that mindset don't do a lot of things because they've failed so many times before that they're maybe this is just pertaining to me that I've done so many things before that amounted to nothing and it's just like what's the point of me putting all this work in if nothing's gonna happen you know so you think uh like before doing this kind of um, I guess it's a podcast. Um, I don't know the definition of a podcast, but before doing this, I I didn't want to do it without the the best uh microphone. Like I wanted better lighting. I wanted the perfect camera. I wanted um, you know, I basically wanted a studio because I was living in LA and studying theater and producing and all that other jazz uh i learned how to step my game up production wise you know and and then i come back home and like i'm thinking oh this this isn't gonna be up to par and but i started realizing it's just who cares as long as the content is genuine um Yeah, I just don't, I don't care what the outcome is anymore. I just want to do this because it makes me feel good. And I think that's what I learned definitely over the pandemic is to be there for myself and not expect any, uh, any great value of expectation my english is really bad <laughs> fuck i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm just saying like i'm doing this because i can and i want to and i'm trying not to care how good my lighting is my hat's probably 
blocking my face, but I don't like my hair today. Um, but yeah, just doing things for myself instead. Because I used, I've said it before, I have spent my whole life trying to please others. My whole entire life, right? Um, from when I was a kid to high school, right before high school, all I did was try to please my parents to make them proud of me. Uh, in high school, I gave up a lot of things to make this girl happy. Uh, in the military, I did whatever was necessary for their greater mission. Uh, after I got out, I worked at Reebok because I thought customer service was my my way to go. Was because I was helping people better their lives. And then when I moved to LA, that's when I started uh, becoming selfish. I got out there and trying to act and learning how to act was helping me in finding out more about myself, uh, where my emotional state is, what my emotional state is, um, things I need to work on on myself, and... L.A. was good in the sense that I was away from reality for a little bit, living out there. Because I got to say, L.A. is fucking, it's a weird world, man. If you ever play cyberpunk, it it is kind of almost like that. It's, it's crazy to think about. Like it's So I'm living in Boston now, and... In Boston, back here, people are just living. You know, there's no... Uh, what you see on social media is exactly how L.A. is like. Everyone is, like, positive. Everyone's fucking gorgeous. Uh, everyone's like trying to be something, you know, and but just like in Cyberpunk, there's a whole other side to LA that everyone ignores. There's a huge homelessness problem. Um, there's a vast difference between the rich and the poor. Like the majority, but then the thing is, like, I don't know the locals there either. The crazy thing is when you're when you live in LA ninety nine percent of the people you meet are not from LA. Which is cool because you get to experience different culture from all over the world and you get to experience all this different food, all these different people and it's and it's fantastic in that sense, but then it doesn't feel real like it's too good of a place you know like there's drama but it's like dumb drama especially oh it's like high school drama and fuck that shit it's it's so stupid 
Um, but if you're going to L.A., but you don't want to live the L.A. life, it is not for you. L.A. life is it's superficial, I guess. That's the best way to describe it. And going back to Cyberpunk, how, like, if you ever play the game and everyone is kind of just living in their own world, but it's a high society world. Everyone's stuck in their devices and... Um, I don't know, it's it's just a whole different world. And I called it on Twitter saying like, I honestly believe if LA goes on the trajectory it is now, by the year 2077, it might exactly be like the game. Like whatever, besides the bugs and stuff, which is funny. But I'm saying like, the way you see the game and all its little details, I can imagine L.A. being like that wholeheartedly. I think it would be exactly like the game, which is kind of scary. Um, Like, just homeless people everywhere, but no one gives a shit. Uh, there's this violence everywhere, but no one really gives a shit. The police, like, everything in the game, I honestly think L.A. would be like that. It It kind of is already like that. There's trash everywhere. Um, people are so into fashion. Like if you're not wearing the coolest things, you're a nobody. And just like in um, like if they start introducing um, cy- cyberware like they do in the game. I'm 100% people would do it. I mean, people are already, like, doing surgeries for everything. So why not, you know, if you could have the perfect arm, something, what's what's to stop them from doing that? If it's, like, a decent amount of money and, I don't know. It's crazy how L.A. is. Like, I, I miss the people there. I miss the food there. Oh, my God. But I do not miss the superficialness is that a word i'm not sure um hmm yeah i think i kind of got what i wanted off my chest today uh i guess i can do one question of the day let me see what the question of the day is random question generator today's question is What animal or insect do you wish humans could eradicate? Uh, What animal or insect do you wish to? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is mosquitoes. Right? I think mosquitoes. Is there any benefit to mosquitoes? Let me see. Benefits of... Mosquitoes. However, mosquitoes serve important functions in numerous ecosystems, serving as food for many species, helping filter detritus from plant life to thrive, pollinating flowers, and even infecting the herding paths of caribou in the tundra. Last, scientists are looking at the mosquito for potential medical treatments. 
Well, so it's like, I don't know, everything in this world, no matter how negative it is to the human species, it it's beneficial to the world's ecosystem. So, um, what animal instinct do you wish humans could run? I mean, I would say mosquitoes. I would say mosquitoes. Because, like, I... I mean, they're a human nuisance. They're probably an animal nuisance. I don't know how many animals they kill each year, but... Uh, what is, say, the benefits are pollinating? Bees do that. But bees are... I don't know how bad they're close to being extinct or not. Um... And any other bug, any other animal can eat. So, yeah, I guess that's the insect insect I would want to eradicate. Now, what animal? I don't think any animals. Maybe rats. Rat comes to mind. I don't see any benefits to rats. Yeah, so rats and mosquitoes. But the thing is, they're, they're pests to human species, so. But I think rats are a major problem anyway. Especially in New York. Oh my god, I used to work at this restaurant um, in a city here in Boston called Dorchester. I won't say the name of the restaurant. But it was a seafood restaurant. And I think I was... I don't know, 16, 17 at the time. And I forgot, I think I worked there like maybe once or twice a week or something. And I got paid, I don't know, around $100. And you know, when you're 17, making $100 of work, it was all tips. So all cash and under the table. Um, <laughs> It was a really shitty restaurant. We only basically, we basically had like one guest, well, one guest, one party that was always there. They always had the same thing. They had a shit ton of wine. They had a shit ton of raw shrimp or fresh raw shrimp and then some other food sometimes. And think about it now. I think it was probably a front for something. Could have been, I don't know. But it was me, my girlfriend at the time, and her cousin. And I remember the place was just disgusting. Nobody ever came. The food was all right. And the basement was just full of beer. Just just cases and cases of beer and wine. I don't remember what wine. It was like some cheap red wine. Oh, this one time, this lady, she drank so much wine, she puked all over the floor. And it was just literally just shrimp and wine, and I didn't clean it up. <laughs> but uh, going back to the rat thing, I remember going down to the basement because I had to put all the beer away. And well, every time I went down there, I was scared of seeing the rats. The rats were no joke, like this fucking big. Like, bigger than my head. Like, the size of a football. And it's just like, what the fuck? 
And, you know, as a young kid, like, I'm just, oh, there's fucking rats. But obviously, if you got inspection and you see rats that big and there were, like, dead ones in the corner and there were fucking big ones running around digging through the trash. And I'd just go down there, put the beer down, and then, like, take something else back up. And it's just, okay. And I just thought it was normal. But, man. Oof. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Okay.